everyone. Welcome back to the Heroes Die podcast. This is Rudy, a.k.a. Professor Vide Veritas, and I should warn you that we have a very spooky episode for you today. We'll be picking up in the middle of a method attack at the Lindell Barn, which will lead us to some very unsettling discoveries. This episode will be sure to leave you putrefied and might even have you questioning your sanctity. Plus, we discuss malapropisms, whatever those are. So, get back, reflex, and glisten to the heroes die. Hey, wait a minute. Um, I got a question for y'all. Are there any... I think that there's a word for this mistake, but I don't know it. Are there any figures of speech or favorite song lyrics that you have confidently said with the wrong words and then learned that you were saying the wrong words? Oh, yes. Um, Song lyrics, definitely a big category, but like phrases or axioms are also ones that I'm looking for. For instance, my roommate in college would say, um, for all intensive purposes. Right. A malaprop, a class. Yeah, a malapropism. Mal- yeah, yeah, malapropism, spoonerism. Um, Morgan, sorry to interrupt you. I was going to say that it's a malapropism, and then everyone else said it before I got a chance to. That's this. It's it's from. Uh, she's a character from a play. Her name is Mrs. Malaprop, and she says all kinds of shit like that. Yeah. Nice, nice. Does she also play with other people's props during breaks in tech? <sighs> That's a really specific theater joke for the members of our audience. That are Someone goes out to the stage managers out there. <laughs> So is this lumber going to be back here like during the show or, or is this I don't think this change is going to work. Can I get magnets? <laughs> hey, uh, we got some snaps, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. No, my, for my, yeah, I, I suck at song lyrics to begin with. Like I, I can't even like recall lyrics to my favorite songs. Um, but uh, the earliest one I can remember is chasing waterfalls. I believe TLC. Uh, mm-hmm. absolutely think it's go, go Jason waterfall. Um, <laughs> instead of Love that don't guy. go chasing waterfalls, go, go Jason waterfall, go, go Jason waterfall. <laughs> I hear it. I mean, you know, yeah, I just it's think they're me. really supportive of their friend, Jason. Yeah. Um, Dark horse comics knockoff of Aquaman. <laughs> Jason waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> I have a story about, I guess it's like a malapropism or whatever. I dated an opera singer for like six to eight months. And like one of the first times I was like, man, maybe this person isn't for me, um, was we were, we were, try- we were trying to make- what she did for a living. <laughs> no, weirdly, I was into that. Um, but we were trying to make plans for an evening and we had like a couple different options of what we could do. And she said to me, well, why don't we just play it by year? And I was like, play it by year? Oh, no. And she was like, yeah, you know, just like improvise. We don't need to know right now. And I was like, (laughs) the expression is play it by ear. And you are a professional musician with a master's degree in vocal performance. You're 30 years old. How do you not know that? It blew my mind because... Oh, my God. I was thinking of the wrong opera singer from your past. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. This is a different one? Because I remember your other opera singer story. This is a different opera singer? No, I was thinking musical theater. I was thinking musical yeah, theater. To my knowledge, college. I've only dated one opera oh, singer. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, um, it blew my mind, though, just because playing something by ear is like an expression 
that we get from music where it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to read the sheet music. I'm just going to listen with my ear and play along. And it means kind of like be spur of the moment and improvise. Yeah. And go this it. person had an MFA and was a professional opera singer and thought the expression until they were 30 years old was played by year. And that blew my mind. Did you ghost them immediately or did you wait a little while? I think I waited three weeks. <laughs> I had a similar-ish experience in that it was something that I as a nerd very much should have known how to say and really put my foot in my mouth on. I was working for a, a Chinese antiques gallery for a long time when I first moved to Chicago. And uh, we sold all kinds of things, but we sold braziers, B-R-A-Z-I-E-R, braziers. Oh, see where this is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets pretty obvious once you drop the first word. (laughs) Um, I was uh, doing inventory. I was our our collections manager. And I went up to my boss, who was like a 45-year-old, very just like lightning quick woman, about four foot eight, but like energy all day long. And I was like... Yeah, so uh, we just got in all the brigiers and she fucking lost it. Like, no holds barred, did not even attempt to hold it in, just laughed in my face and then yelled across the gallery, which is like the kind of place where like multimillionaires shop to the rest of the staff. Guess what Cole thinks braziers are called? <laughs> and then walked across holding her hands in front of her chest and went, braziers! And then I died <laughs> at 24 years of age. Cole, where was this gallery at? Uh, it was in the West Loop before yeah. the West Loop quite got super bougie. Do you remember the street it was on? Was it on Wells Street? Morgan. Morgan. Not the person. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Bum said Spike, baby. Easy money. Morgan, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you on this one, buddy. Where did I used to work? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Okay, so this is 2014 Chicago. Uh uh It is just north of the Google headquarters. I don't know where the Google headquarters are in Chicago. It's on Morgan. How long have they been there for? You should Google it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What about, does anyone else have one that is their own? Yeah, so far a lot of dunking on other people. I know. Like, Cole, <laughs> that Cole was my good. own. Yeah, Cole's good. Cole. Yeah, Morgan yeah, is fairly perfect. I constantly get words wrong. That is what I that. said, everybody. I'm fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just not the kind of mistake that I make. <laughs> um, Rudy, do you remember specific ones? Because I, I know that this has happened to me, and I just, I, I like, I block them out. I have I no idea. They're so, it's so embarrassing. I, the, the only, I don't remember the specific thing I said one time, but I remember once I did it, I didn't even know I had done it, but I had um, either mispronounced or used four different words in the course of one <laughs> conversation. And my friend pointed that out to me and I said, oh, wow, that's a lot. He goes, yeah. And then he looked at me and goes, you have a complex now. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, there was a gas leak at the party. Uh, and, so and, I was, really and I was like, I was like, wow, you're right. I do. <laughs> so no, I, I do it. I, I don't remember because it's it's always so embarrassing, but I do it constantly. All time use wrong words. Harold? Nothing coming to mind, which is actually more more scary than anything else. I mean, I must be saying things incorrectly all the time. I just can't I just don't know it. You're a very fragile person, so nobody wants to like bring it up. Yeah. No, I I think that's true. 
What is interesting uh, in Spanish here, I'm, I'm currently in Mexico City, um, popcorn is palomitas. And yet every single time I go up to, you know, the movie theater to get popcorn, I call them what they call them in Argentina, which is where my family's from, which is pochoclo. And the look on their faces when I say that is always just absolutely priceless. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, pochoclo, I guess, kind of counts. Does pochoclo yeah. mean something in okay. Mexican so, Spanish that... No, it means absolutely nothing. And that's why it's so wild to them. Um, just full of gibberish. Yeah. Choclo <laughs> is corn in like Argentine Spanish. I think it might come from Guarani. But all they did was add pop choclo to make popcorn down, down in Argentina. Very um, So, it's, yeah, you know, not even a different I mean, word. To be fair to Argentinian Spanish, all we did was add the word pop to our word for corn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop us back into the world of glaring, if you will. That was a really corny move, Sam. Oh, Cole, yeah, nice one. I quit. So last week we wrapped up the encounter at the Mad Mug with some Majidos. We're able to handle that pretty diplomatically. It was impressive and nice. You learned some information that sent you herring off to the Lindell Barn. You got to the Lindell Barn. You fought an enormous Venus flytrap. You dealt out some pretty serious damage before ripping straight into that barn where you encountered a fire method. You started handling them, a couple breath weapons, nothing too, too serious. We figured out how days the spell works on a failure and a critical failure. And then lumbering out of one of the stalls, you see two somewhat stouter methods with dark brown, gray bodies. They seem to be just like shedding dust off of them with every step they take, like that kid from Peanuts whose name I'm going to need help with. Pigpen. Pigpen, yeah. Like Pigpen. There are Is anyone some, like, surprised that Rudy knew exactly who he was talking about, by the way? <laughs> I honestly, I've never been surprised by that in my life. I didn't even try to answer Sam's thing because I knew Rudy would get it before yeah. I even thought about it. <laughs> Pigpen, you're the innkeeper. Despite my appearance, I will endeavor to keep a neat in. <laughs> Which special, Rudy? That's Christmas, Christmas special. special. That one's easy, Cole. I'm helping you flex a little bit after your absolute uh, mangling of what happened a week and a half ago. At the Mad Mug. <laughs> so the fire methods have stepped aside to let their earth method friends in. Y'all are clustered at the north end of this barn. And the earth methods just spewed out a whole bunch of earth. <laughs> Give me some reflex saves from right. Eugene, Sven, and I believe Andruk. 18 for well. Oh. Hey, I see you, Sven. 18 for Sven, 18 for Druk. Eugene has a 16. Eugene, that is a fail. Oh, <laughs> one of these bad boys, though, the Western method. God damn it, Sam. Ooh, nice. His breath weapon is also catching one of these fire methods. Foom, 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 foom. The fire method does pass its reflex save. It's going to be taking half damage on this. We're going to be rolling two D6 here. Oh my god, that's a five and a four. That's nine points of damage to Eugene and four points of damage to everyone else. Uh-oh. I'm going to need another reflex save, babies. 
Still the same three, right, Sam? Still the same three, yes. So 23 for Eugene? 23 is a pass, obviously. 17 from Sven? 17. DC 17, you pass. Mine's a 22. Yours is a 22. That is also a pass. Y'all be taking half damn bony on this. Three points of damage, halved. Three, is it halved or half of three? It is already halved. <laughs> I see. Three points of damage to you. I was like, 1.5? Shit. <laughs> oh, gosh, I guess I'm going to round down. All right, that is the Earth Method's turn. They moved. They did their breath weapons. Sven, you're up, bud. What are you going to do? Oh, man. Uh, and this door that I'm in front of is... Open. Clo- is it uh, openable or is it... It is open. It is open. All right. Okay, It cool. is open. Uh, in that case, I'm going to take a five-foot step in next to my buddy Eugene here and swing away at the boy right in front of me. So you're swinging at the method to your south. That's correct. Yeah, doing a little double slice. Uh, ooh, not great. Uh, 16 to hit. 16 to hit? Brother, that is a hit. Whoa! Nice. Oh, dear, this thing is not long for this world. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Good night. Kill it, kill it, kill it. Uh, ooh, not great, though. Uh, five points of damage on the first strike. Five points of damage on the first strike, heard. Swinging through again with the sickle. Uh, nice. 21. 21, that is a hit. Yes. Uh, for six points of damage. Six points of damage. Clink, clank. Next up is Leighton. Cool. Sam, from the uh, place that I have this arrow right now, yeah. would I be able to see the method I'm pointing at? Yeah, it'll get some cover, but you can see it. Eh, cover doesn't matter to Leighton. Leighton uses one action to dismount Claude. He hops off and says... Andruk, Eugene, if you clear a path, Claude can charge forth. And then is going to cast Electric Arc, striking the northern and southern fire. So the two fire methods, uh, starting fire the north, methods. heading to the south. And that just automatically is going to do some bambones. All right. Do um, I get a reflex save? Uh, probably. Yes, you do. Fudge. Sounds like the damage was not great. Not ideal. <laughs> Alrighty. North, south. That is a 20 and a 14 on my reflex saves. Uh, it's going to be two and four damage, respectively. Um, Alrighty. As the lightning arc strikes the northern, leaps to the southern, and Leighton lands on the ground somewhat unsteadily. Weak ankles, big body. That's the end of his turn. Yeah, and you see that the pink one is looking pretty messed up. The fire method to the south has taken some licks so far. That is the end of round one, the top of round two. Andruk, you're up. Baby, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm gonna take a diagonal step to the southwest Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, take a shot at the pink fire method. Alrighty. That's nice. 18 plus 10 is 28. 28? That is a critical hit, my friend. Nice. All right, here we go. Oh, that's max on the 10, um, on the D10. So that's 10 plus 3 plus 5. It's 18 plus 2 is 20. What does 20 points of damage with one arrow look like? I think it's just like a. I think it's almost underwhelming. It's just like a funk right in the right in the skull. Like you know what I mean? Just like oh, really, really got him. You know? Right. It's just like like for Andrew, it's like 
I did what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to hit him in the eye. I hit him in the eye. Yeah, he is very dead. Excellent. Boom. I'll take another shot at the green guy that I think Sven was hitting earlier. Uh, that's a natural 20. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. That's going to be 18 points of damage. Jeez Louise. So it's just foom, foom, pew, pew, two, right in the eyes. Did you and guys you watch see him. that? <laughs> <laughs> you watch him be completely unchill immediately thereafter. Nicely done, Andrew. Give me a perception check. Uh, 18. 18? So yeah, in between the two shots, there's a moment of stillness before you begin celebrating and asking for affirmation in which oh, this need it. you hear <laughs> some kind of struggle muffled by something from deeper into the barn. Uh, I think someone might be in there. That is Andruk's turn. Must be the hay. <laughs> it is the fire method's turn. I rolled that dice and it came up right now. One round later, his breath weapon recharges. Eugene and Sven and Andruk give me reflex saves. Damn it. 28. There's the 5 of 15. That's a 10 for me, dog. The 10 and the 15 both fail. Great. Oh my god. The guns are smiling on you today. That is two ones for two points of damage. However, both of you are on fire and are going to be taking persistent fire damage unless you do something about that. Sven, you were taking persistent fire damage as well, if I remember correctly. So we're going to just retcon one of those on your turn, this past turn. Uh-huh. Oof, that's four points of fire damage from last round. Okay. That is that fire method's turn. The professor, you're up. You know how to use fire. I do. Maybe try it on the fire method. Treat it, like <laughs> let him, teach him a lesson with his own medicine. That kind yeah, of yeah. That that was a malop. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> we, we both did it. <laughs> All right. So um, the professor will uh, step over here. Yeah. Can I hit uh, this fellow here? The northern fire meth, the, the, the only fire method left on the board now, just inside the doorway to the east. To the east of Eugene. Yes, he'll get yes. some cover if you try to make an attack roll, but you can see him. Well, I won't do an attack roll then. I'll just attack him with uh, harm. Five points of damage. Five points of damage. That's large, dude. That's big. That's not an insignificant portion of his total hit points. And he gets a basic uh, fortitude save, though I don't know what happens if he passes it. Uh, if it's basic, it halves the amount of damage he takes. Well, la dee da All right, that is going to be a 16 on the fort save? Ah, uh, that is a miss. That's a fail? That's a fail. Nicely I, done, I dude. I say how much. <laughs> 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 uh, he takes all five points of damage. The professor doing some harm in there, getting his footing. It is the Earth Method's turn. His breath weapon did not recharge. He's going to take a couple swings. He can't reach Andruk, who just killed his best friend. He can reach Eugene. Sven also did some damage. That was to the other Earth Method. He's going to fuck him up. He's going to swing out at Sven here with a fist. 
All right, that's a 24 to hit. That will hit. <laughs> it's a critical success. Awesome. Critical success. That's not 100% a good That's not, not a good, good, not a good In case success. anybody at home is wondering, Sam's not one of those fans of the players kind of GMs. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, hey, when you guys do cool stuff, I... Don't give us hero points and try to murder us by... Sam's, Sam's more into the character building process than the character living <laughs> process. <laughs> um, that is going to be six points of damage. He's going to lash out again at you, my good dude. Uh, 17 to hit, which I believe is a fucking miss. That is a miss. Yep. That is a miss. And with his last action, oh, what is this little monster going to do? Surrender. Give us information. Use his words. He's going to take a guarded step backwards. <laughs> Use his words. Acting like a little petulant <laughs> child. That is his action, which I believe avoids your attack of opportunity because it wasn't a full, full action. It was a guarded step. Eugene, it is your turn. What you got, bud? So Eugene's going to look at them and be like, okay, my method friends, I don't know if you're looking for arrows in the face, but my friend Andruk will murder you. So maybe y'all could just chill out and show us where you're hiding people. And then he's going to attempt to roll a diplomacy. So a 14 on the die, and we'll be adding 5 to it for a 19. These two look at you. They're just like, it looks like they're speaking different languages to each other, neither of which you understand unless you speak Ignin or Terran. Oh, pig Latin, eh? <laughs> so. <laughs> Got me, I just. <laughs> <Damn> it, Rudy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Which means what in Terran again? <laughs> uh, it means that they did not understand you and it wasn't high enough to overcome the language barrier, but it was a good roll and a nice thought. Awesome. One action. Eugene's going to attack the Mephit to his east. Mm, that's a 19 on the die. Yes. For a 25. For a 25. Five against the fire method right there. You hit, not a crit. Tight. Rolling some damage. Six points of damage. Six points of Dimaggio still up. So I believe that's going to be my turn because last turn I was stunned one, which means I lose an action this turn. And then also I'm on fire and I don't know what that means. Probably that I burst the fire method into flames with my fiery fist, I'm guessing. That seems right. Energy. All right. It can only yes. help you. You do, you do lose uh, some hit points right here. It's 1d4. Gosh. Golly, OG. That's frustrating. That is one point of fire damage for you. One point of fire damage. And then the way this works, Sam, is I will still be on fire, but I'm not stunned anymore, correct? Because you subtract however many turns you lost, or actions you lost, and since I lost one and I was stunned one, I'm no longer stunned. Uh, that I think is you also roll to get rid of, potentially get rid of, of burning or on fire, whatever it's called. Uh, yes, for persistent damage, you get a DC 15 flat check, which means, Morgan, you're just going to roll the dice. You're not going to add anything to it. If it is 15 or higher, you're not on fire anymore, bud. <sighs> okay, tight. Here we go. 
That's a natty 20. <laughs> I, you just, there was no doubt in my mind that you were going to pass that. There's just, there's just no doubt in my mind that you were going to pass that. Absolutely maddening. Spend, give me a flat check for last round. Okay. Three. You're still on fire. Did you have any doubt that time? <laughs> what do you think I had that roll? I didn't. So you're still on fire. I'm going to roll a d4 to see how much fire damage you get. Four damage again. I can't. I shit you not, Ben. I Four more it. damage on fire. I have only rolled ones for uh, Morgan's fire damage. So wait, wait, so that was the d4 for this round, though, right? That was this the d4 turn for this round. That we're on right now. That we are on right now. He gets another flat check uh, at the end of his turn. Another shot to fail. Very cool. As as the champions say, as as the champions say, oh man, just another shot to fail today. Yep, I think that's the Wayne Gretzky quote. Speaking of malapropisms, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent of shots not taken, not making. Look like an idiot in front of everybody in the arena. Yep. yep. <laughs> All right, uh, stepping in and get a double swing on red. Uh, fourteen to hit. God damn it! Fourteen is a miss, dude. Yep. There is. Uh, 19. 19 to hit. That's a hit. 19 I is a hit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, for another six points of damage. For another six points of damage. <clears throat> this one is as yet undamaged, I believe. Oh, I was seeing another because I did six points of damage last time I swung with the sickle. Okay, got it. Got it's it, a callback. It, it. It's yep, a comedy yep. no, term. No, totally, totally. <laughs> I looked at this and I was just like, Oh my God, have I not taken any of his damage yet? But that's not true. Nope. He's just fit and hail. I'm going to roll again, though, to see if I... I'm no longer on fire? Right. Hey, do we want to bet whether or not Ben does this or not? I yeah, say yeah, he yeah. gets a hero point if he does. And if he no. doesn't, I get a hero point. <laughs> I love this. I take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone else gets a hero point. Uh, That's another three. That's oh my god! That's four hero oh. points. Hey Ben, worth it, dude. Yep. Yeah. It's like guys... killing that big plant has got into his psyche. <laughs> He's so <laughs> fucked up about evil salad. <laughs> um, that is that is Sven's toin. It is Leighton's turn. Leighton, what's up? Okay, Leighton. So Leighton has used one of his uh, curse-bound cantrips for the day, one of his focus spells. So he is currently clouded in moisture, and he is going to take his canonical poncho off uh, and go running forward, push past Andruk, and say, Fear not, Svend! If there is one thing my curse is useful for, it's dampening the mood! And is going to <laughs> leap up and try to smother out the flames. So you get an immediate check again. And if Sam determines that it is of a particularly appropriate manner of help, it is a DC 10 instead of DC 15 flat check. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, go for it, uh, Ben. Sweet. Surely another three won't be rolled. If Eight. he rolls it. A- oh, fuck. Eight. <laughs> yep. Eight. My uh, mood is damp. Um, <laughs> that is Leighton's turn. Uh, move, and then it is a two-action activity. Cole, that is that is a great, great move. Um, Thank you. A lot of respect. Real teamsmanship. I wish Ben had succeeded. Yep. Didn't turn my eyes on the ball soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Leighton, that is your turn. Nice. Almost like done. he wants to be on fire. Yeah, so <laughs> he, he runs up, wraps this damp blanket around uh, around Sven's shoulders. It starts teeming, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he <laughs> shuts, shark, get this thing off of my head! Off. I told you, it's, I don't like wet things. I've been blinded. Uh, that is the end of round two. It's the top of round three. The assassin. Andruk is up. Andruk, what are you going to do? Um, I, so Andruk is going to take another step to the southwest and then play the hits. We're going to take a shot at, at red, which I think is the remaining earth method. Okay, that is true. Um, so 13 plus 10 is 23. Yep, absolutely. Wow. Um, Not even close. Uh, max damage, which is good. Eight, eight points Jesus, of damage. Jesus, he hates Mephis. Wow. <laughs> oh he hates Mephis. <laughs> He's never been this fatal in his life. <laughs> He's so upset. What did they do to you, sweet soul? What did they do? <laughs> now, 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 Will Harold, I do think about moments like this as story gifts. And I uh-huh. want you to think about why Andrew hates just that's a little bit of that's a little bit of a gift for you just a little feather in your cap right I'd there the bow. I'll, I'll, I'll continue hit, trying to hit uh, red here continue trying to hit red absolutely uh, 17 plus what 5 right is oh, 22 my god it certainly is it certainly is it's not. I'm. I don't. It's max damage again. <laughs> Boy, I can't wait for the flashback in you in your life that explains why you It's like right after that dwarf leaves your room, just like a yeah. shit ton of methods come in. They Young kill her. He's walking home them. after basketball yeah. practice. You, just, <laughs> you gotta let the dice tell the story. And uh, yeah, you are you are uh, a method slayer. Uh, that method is down. I have to roll for my um my persistent damage. Um, that's a six, so no good. That that is a six. That's no good. And here is your fire damage from this round. That is one point of fire damage. It's one point of fire damage. It is the fire method's turn. The final fire method's turn. Who, doggy? I really hope that breath weapon doesn't recharge here. <laughs> sure as shit didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Just looking at everything that uh, everything that he can do, can cast light. Nice. Seems a little irrelevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if it was dark, it would mean something. Can try days again. Yeah. Give that a try. We can just snap out at Eugene right there. See what's up. Gonna snap out at Eugene. That is gonna be a 16 to hit. Eugene, a 16 to hit. That's a miss. A miss. Nuts. All right. Well. Going back to this well, though, I think it's running dry. Okay, that's a 19 to hit. You're still attacking me? Yep. Yeah, that's a hit. That is going to be five points of piercing damage and four points of fire damage. As his jaws wrap around you, he exhales some fire. That is nine points of damage all day. Eugene lets out a pretty gnarly cry. He does not look good. 
Interesting. His bar reads 9,000 hit points right now. So That is not updated to all the damage I just took <laughs> in this fight. <laughs> like 8,970. They say now. druids feel pain 9,000 times as much as the rest of the world. They do. They do. They do. And I, and I always forget that that's on me. The professor, <laughs> it is your turn. Yes, yeah, so the professor will try to fight fire with fire by firing at this fire method with his, uh... Say it. Fire spell. Produce flight. Backdraft. Oh, and that'll miss. 14 to hit. 14 to hit. I'm going to give you this one for free. He jumps into it and <laughs> absorbs the fire into his fiery body. <laughs> definitely... <laughs> immune to fire. He gains 12 hit points. Professor has nurtured him. In fact, yes, he has fast healing too while touching fire. Uh, I'm going to say he touched fire. That actually healed him for two <laughs> miss, hit points. Miss. <laughs> this is going to be hilarious when Eugene dies. <laughs> now, if uh, the entire barn on fire, it would have consumed so much of the oxygen that this guy then would have yeah. dwindled nothingness. So actually, it was a pretty next-level move. Your deaths point. will not be in vain. Your horrible, painful deaths. <laughs> Eugene, that's you. You're up. Uh, unless uh, the professor, you have one more action. I'm sorry. Did you want to take it? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The uh, professor you... sits there and thinks about what he did. <laughs> Eugene, it is indeed your He's turn. He's pretty What's taken up? aback by that. Eugene's going to retreat outside. Eugene retreats outside. The fire method does not have a reaction, does not lash out. Svend, it is your turn. Despite your friend's best efforts, you are indeed still on fire. We're going to roll one of the die that y'all gave me as a GM present. That is going to be... <laughs> Four points of fire damage. I dude. wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's still up. Fucking hey. Yeah, no kidding. And I didn't hear no bell. Steps in five feet. And he's going to jump. <laughs> <in blue>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. That's another three for 13. <laughs> on the first one. That's oh, a miss, dear. man. This uh, man got loves a soft spot. You've got a soft spot for these methods, dude. <laughs> sure do. It's the perfect number. And then last swing. Uh, oh, that'll be 25 to hit. That is a hit, not a crit. Yes. Ooh, and that will be four. Four points of damage. Four points of damage. Oh, my bod. Still up. Christ. Don't worry. Rest easy in the knowledge that Andruk, the method slayer, is between you <laughs> and its next turn. Leighton, that brings us back around to you. I'm going to say that you are holding your cloak. Oh, I got to uh, roll to see if I'm Ben gets his fire check. Ben gets his. He's kind of. Yeah. 11. <laughs> you do. You don't do it. You don't. Sure don't. Because that, that, that's, not, that's not a persistent. It's not a 10 moving forward. I have to spend the actions on it every time. Yeah, blanket has been tossed off in a frenzy. I'd, I just said you were holding the cloak, but even if I hadn't said that, I don't think that the aid would have would have persisted, like you're saying. No. So I'm instead going to say that, Leighton, you are holding your cloak if you want to be. If not, it could have fallen to the floor, but it's in your hands if you want it. Svend, I am, I mean, I'm not saying it. The rules say it. You're still on fire. Next up. It is Leighton's turn. It is Leighton's turn. Leighton is holding a cloak if he wants to be. 
if anybody didn't understand that. God bless it, Sven. If you're gonna move, stop, drop, and roll. Otherwise, get over here. Uh, and like a mother trying to towel off her child's hair, Leighton smothers Sven once more in the cloak. Go ahead and try that flat check again, then. All right. DC 10. Yep. 16. 16. There we go. And he's out. He's nice. out. He's no longer on fire. And then Leighton calls over to Claude. Um, he's like wrapped Sven in this towel. Looks up at Claude and says, Will you please stop that thing? And Claude uh, Winnie's dashes forward and is going to take one attack. That is a 26 to hit. That is a hit. Is it a Crete? Nope. Darn it. Very close. Very close, though. But joining uh, Andruk in an absolute hatred of tiny outsiders that love nature, uh, Leighton, sorry, Claude will do seven points of bludgeoning damage with the hooves. And that's enough. It had one hit point left. Again, I see those those hooves coming up and then just <laughs> straight through it. It's on the ground. It's fire, gutters out. And now everyone can hear the muffled cries for help from somewhere to the south of you in this barn. What do you do? Set the barn on fire. <laughs> There's only one way to figure out where they are. <laughs> Eugene yeah. is puking up blood and asking for heals from everybody. Yeah, Sven is yeah. crispy <laughs> at this point. I think uh, that I think I just healed um, Sven last episode, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure that I can <laughs> yeah, I heal him back up immediately. I that, but I can I heal Eugene. You, you can't because he's immune to battle medicine because you failed. I think once, and yeah. then. The standard heal, the standard medicine check can happen again in an, an hour after, which we'll see yeah. that it has been. Okay. No, 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 well, wait a minute. Not not since the plant fight. Did you heal yeah, after I, the plant I fight? We did. I don't think so. I, we did. I know I healed myself. Oh, yeah, you're right. You we healed did. someone. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. who. But. I think it was Sven. I think it was for a ton of damage. Mm-hmm. I think Leighton would also be hesitant to let 10 more minutes go by of this person being stuck. So Leighton is going to cast heal. Uh, with a three-action casting. A burst. That's the first time we've seen that. So, Cole, can you tell us how that works? Uh, mechanically or flavorfully? Or both? Uh, both, please. Uh, flavorfully first. Great. So, Leighton, hearing the cries of distress, is like, uh, uh, please, friends, we, we should move forward if we can. G- uh, gather around, gather around. Let me see if I can just... I'm going to need a little bit of help here. And he looks up to the sky and you all watch as sort of like the cloud around him, the vapors gather into his hand and then like whoosh out in a ring, passing over all of you and sort of solving your wound, salving your wounds, I suppose. And that is going to be, oh, maximum eight points of healing to everyone. Nicely done, Cole. Nicely done. So yeah, the three-action version of that gives everybody within 30 feet 1d8 hit points. The two-action version targets one person within 30 feet, but gives them an extra eight to the roll, which is the sick one. But this mm-hmm. is good for everybody. And it's distance healing, which is really cool. You don't have yeah. to touch. And the one-action version? That's the touch version with yeah, just touch. 1d8. Yeah. So it's straight 1d8 touch, then 1d8 from range plus eight, and then 1d8 burst flat. All right. Y'all are out of initiative order. Leighton rips that off. It sounds like you're going immediately to track down this sound. Someone take a pointer from me. That <laughs> just like slumps backwards against the wall. <laughs> um, I'll get my, my sword and shield out. 
and uh, take point here. All right, Drew, give me a perception check. That is a three. <laughs> maybe maybe it's about like where we're standing, actually, yeah. that's causing this. Because <laughs> it's a total yeah. of 13. It's a total well, there are just 13. so many honestly... dead methods on the ground for you to be looking <laughs> <That's> at. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like you just feel your breath coming in faster and faster and faster. You're excited, you're thrilled, <laughs> you're in a rush, you're feeling successful in a way that you never have before. Leighton, you are going to follow the sound that you can also hear down about 20 feet south on the eastern side of the barn in one of the larger stalls. You see that it is closed, like pretty deliberately. The others are hanging a little bit more limply ajar. You open the door and you see three people tied up, two adults and a child. One of them has freed a leg and clearly had been kicking the door where you were, but it had been latched from the outside. Oh, hello. My name is Leighton Quixtus Chalmers, Esquire, formerly of the River Kingdoms. These are my companions. I'm very sorry to find you in this state. May may I ask who you are and what has befallen you? I imagine you say this after removing the gags from their mouth. Oh, I didn't Uh, hear that they were gagged. No, he just stares at them silently and then says, it's very rude not to answer my questions (laughs) and then leaves. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Andruk, I think there's some more methods in here, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, they, they are they are bound and gagged. You go in, rip off one of their one of their gags, and uh, him or her, they say, um, the, the, our, our daughter, our daughter, can, can can you please can you please help us? Our our, our daughter, can you can you, can you just check and make can you check and make sure that she's she's okay? Yeah, I think Druk would rush in then and and you know kill them. Check her vitals. Finish <laughs> the job. Yeah, so you Druk, get in there. You Druk is uh, seeing red. You cut off her ear. You cut the ropes binding them. Pull out their gags. They hurry over, get their daughter Ama on her la- on their lap, and I mean it's a family that has been bound and gagged together in this like feed bin able to like embrace one another i would like to use medicine to um check on the daughter okay yeah give me that medicine check it's a 21 so what you're seeing uh definitely signs of dehydration it looks like they could also use some food you don't think that anybody's been in here to feed them for a little while but immediately what's what's apparent is that these folks need water uh, you know, Druk starts patting his pockets, and for some reason, all I can find are flasks. Does anyone have some water? Uh, water, please. Leighton will unhook the canteen from Claude's side. Yeah, and you, you give them some water, and they're just like, "Thank you, thank you." Um, who are y'all? That's a great question. We never <laughs> came up with a circus name. <laughs> At this point, we've killed more methods than circus acts, so. The League of Justice. No. <laughs> Here, uh, this proved a more complicated question than I intended. Um, my name is Sirai Hofton, and this is my husband, Rickard, and Ama here is our daughter. Would you perchance be particularly attracted to Josh Hartnett? Me, to personally? No. Who are we um, talking to? You? Ama, talking to the daughter. Ama's in the background, and she just goes, Oh my god. 
what the front door are you talking about? <laughs> oh, of course. No, I told you. That's just like a soccer player. Um, so, <laughs> so you immediately embarrass this traumatized young person. Um, <laughs> She'll never like him again. And they introduce themselves. Uh, I'm at my uh, Sirai, Rickert, and Ama are the people that you're talking to. Sirai, can you tell us what happened? Oh, uh, I mean, um, I, I guess so. We were we were at home, at the mill, and then this little woman. I, I think she was. Uh, I think she was a, a halfling or some such. Uh, she came in, uh, casting spells. She 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 had fire at her fingertips. She was surrounded by by vermin and rats and and other animals and and she you know i don't know not knocked us out and dragged us here and and, and we woke up here and that's the, that's the last thing i know i mean I, I she came in the night uh we had no idea we had no idea what was happening i'm so sorry that happened to you thank you but you don't need to worry she won't bother you again <laughs> rest assured Yes, she has been dispatched forthwith by us, by our uh, band of adventurers. Oh, I think I got her too, actually. Now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever have problems with methods, just contact us. We have a very particular set of skills, namely him. Um, <laughs> this gentleman over here is a party murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll say this. I, I never thought of myself as someone who would wish for death upon anybody, but after they put my Ama in this position, well... Your, your what? My Ama. My daughter. Oh, your Ama. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I will say she really, really seemed to, to hate Aberton. I mean, she was fixated on it. She would mumble to herself about it. I, it was it was honestly like, like somewhat bizarre. Did she and the... Um... <laughs> I truly I don't know. Something, imagine. something, something has killed Morgan. Um, <laughs> <That's stupid>. <laughs> <laughs> You're what in a position? <laughs> I know that's exactly what did it. <laughs> You're what? <laughs> the name that Sam said six times. <laughs> Rudy refuses to acknowledge as a person and treats as an object. <laughs> <laughs> Who oh, is sitting right there? Who <laughs> is traumatized? You're what? <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Oh, my poor, my poor little lame. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> What is Sorry. that like a lady part or something? <laughs> oh, you oh, gross! Um, I, I wonder, was there any conversation between this woman and the the methods that held you, or or any other individuals that you could identify? I, I, we know that she has something against the town, certainly, but we're curious as to how she gathered all of these allies. Uh, as to discussion, I don't, I don't know rightly. I can tell you that. Um, she did seem to command them. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of back and forth going on, mm. but uh, yeah, animals, these methods. I mean, she just sort of seemed to tell them what to do. I couldn't understand the language all the time. Uh, she spoke a great many tongues. I, I, when she mumbled to herself her plan, 
as best as I can tell, was just to scare the shit out of everybody in Aberton until they left. A mass desertion. Yeah, a mass desertion. Exactly. That that uh, that that phrase rings a bell. I mean, she uh, a circus came to town, and she for some reason thought that if everyone in the circus died, that the town would leave. I mean, it doesn't seem to be explicitly linear thinking, but she just seemed to want to cause chaos. Did she ever mention anything about the hermitage of blessed lightning? Well, I'm not entirely certain. Like, she didn't say those words very much, but I do know the hermitage. And two people came and visited in, in like, friars' robes. But they were... They were weird looking. Um, their their skin was like loose, if if you know what I mean. I mean, they weren't like old. Like it wasn't like jowly. It, it wasn't like like old. Uh, I got old people arms right now, where I used to be bigger and and now I'm smaller, but my skin isn't. It was like they they were just like loose, like it just didn't fit right or something. And I I will say that after they visited, well. I saw these foul worm creatures just erupt from those folks who showed up in the ropes. I, I mean, something, but wait, something uh, terrible. One, mo- one moment, please. You're saying that you saw uh, worm-like creatures like erupt from the ground or erupt from the robes of these uh, uh, loose friars. individuals? <laughs> uh, from from the loose individuals. Dear me. Dear, dear me. And that's not all. The Lindell brothers, the folks whose barn this is, well, they were in the same stall, and I couldn't see them, but once those worms erupted, they went into the same stall as the Lindell brothers, and I heard screaming the likes of which I have never heard before. And I will say that I consider it something of a blessing that I couldn't see what happened. And after that I saw the Lindell brothers go, but it was like their skin didn't fit right no more. Friends, this reminds me when I was but a wee goblin. I saw a play once called Goblins dressed in dark shaded badass armor. And in this play, there were a series of aliens that came in and tormented the goblins trying to take on goblin-like shapes by killing the goblins and then inserting themselves in goblin skin in order to pass as a goblin. Almost like they were snatching their bodies. Very much so. Did a goblin with a very small weapon rise to the occasion? (laughs) Obviously. Yes, I, I know of these writings. They're legendary even among other cultures. What can I say? Goblin theater's top top. Uh, Do you disagree? No, I agree. I I agree. A traveling troupe came through town a few years ago, and I mean, my goodness, I've never been so moved. Yeah, we're artistically gifted. I'm sorry you had to see that. But it's good to know that there's theater out there so you can pair your loss and your trauma to it, you know? Maybe that will help you someday. Storytelling is healing. I I agree. Um, The catharsis of watching other people experience emotions, um, I can't say enough about it. 
Uh, to be clear, uh, the the uh, the brothers went into the uh, barn stall with these friars and were transformed. So mechanically, not mechanically, but like what she saw was she saw the worms burst out of the friars, go into the stall where she knew the brothers were, and then she heard screaming. So unlike a very like literal level, she didn't see what happened. Right. But she then did see the Lindell brothers leave and they seemed different. I, I missed the part where the friars were in the barn with them. I wanted to make sure this mm-hmm. wasn't like a portal situation or something. Yeah, shit. no no portal, no portal. Sam, and are we to understand that the robes that she saw are consistent with those that are worn at Blessed Lightning or just that they are religious robes in general? She's not an expert on the her Why isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I have to take a walk with the professor outside, y'all. Hang on. <laughs> Why even write this NPC if she's not an expert on religious iconography? Um, <laughs> these are all good questions. Um, um, and some of the reactions are upsetting. Uh, can we can we see the stall? It's the, the one right over there. And she points to the north and west, so it'll be the northwestern stall. Sam, could I roll like a nature or whatever's appropriate to see if this description of the worms and the body eating and da 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 is some sort of parasite that I have heard of? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, give me whatever you think is relevant, and I'm going to ask you to give me the knowledge because. I want to know where your mind is going and where Leighton's mind is going as opposed to giving it to you. Can I use guidance on that? I believe so. Please do. What does that mean? I think that Druk would immediately think, like, Leighton, if anyone's going to know this, it's going to be you, man. Yes, but uh, what happens, though? Um, you get a plus one mechanically to, uh, to any uh, checks. Can, oh, you, can you imagine a character better like played for giving guidance through a pat on the back than yeah, on yeah. Troop. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, hey man, you really got this. Boom. And then just some divine grace for a moment as you try to recall knowledge or and, whatever. Yeah, I think the way that comes out for Leighton is like, he says, oh, thank you, Andrew. I, I think that Eugene may be able to help us as well because Eugene, I, I'm curious if this is something that, if everything else is connected to nature and her sort of vision of what nature should be if perhaps this is as well and Leighton rolls a four on the die so that'll be a ten but boy did he ask the question well what what was it what was ten, a ten total what? ten total but what nature. what were you doing nature okay uh so Eugene would probably also want to roll nature on this yeah the two of you start talking yeah, because this also, I don't know if Sam is stepping outside. I don't remember if I ever rolled on Gozera when we found the, the is it like a teardrop on Nemia's body? It yeah, it's a... So it's like a leaf with a water drop coming out of it. Off of it exactly, right? yeah. Yeah, can, can maybe then, yeah, Eugene starts talking with Leighton and is like, yeah, no, this is something I definitely feel like I talked about. And mm-hmm. can he roll nature? Yeah, what are you, are you rolling on what kind of a creature this might be? Or are you rolling on... I feel like, yeah, we'd probably start there, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 19 on the die. 
Jesus Christ. It's uh, 26. Morgan, we gotta go to Vegas, baby. So, with that nature roll and a little bit of conversation with Leighton, you're like, I've never heard of anything like this in the natural world. This does not, this doesn't sound like a parasite. This sounds like something other. The professor heads uh, north and uh, pokes his head into the stall. You poke your head into the stall and you see two piles of skin. Oh dear me. Are there friar's robes? There are gray robes. If you pull them out, you recognize that they are gray. (laughs) Perhaps the color of a storm cloud. Gray. No mistaking it! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And yeah, give me a... Can I do a religion check, Sam? Um, You you can give me a religion check, but uh, I'm going to hand wave it, actually, because you have already identified the symbol of Gozra, which you also find within the robes, a wooden carving of a leaf with a teardrop coming, or a, of a raindrop coming off of it. However, when it rests in the professor's hand, you notice something unusual about it. You may not speak up immediately. Professor, can you give me a religion check? That's a 21. A 21? You crush it. You recognize demonic symbols on this carving of the symbol of Gozra. What do you do with that information? I think is as the professor's handling it, all of a sudden he hears um, diabolic languages being whispered in his ear as they, uh, the wooden token. This is a token of some sort that he's holding? Or, or, or like a rosary. A rosary. Uh, as it as it sort of uh, like heats up in his hand and he can see the, the, the wording on it. So yeah, your hand grows a little warmer and like somewhere just below the level of hearing, just a little subsonic, but still just hitting you. It's just... Some resonance with the object that you're holding in your hand. And the professor kind of takes that in and he's sort of shaking and he just says... Oh dear me, that's uh, very upsetting. And uh, composes himself and uh, steps out into the barn and uh, signals to uh, the, his fellow performers uh, to uh, uh, gather round here and uh, says, uh, Gentlemen, there's no time to explain, but uh, there are demonic powers attached to this uh, token of uh, religious significance. This rosary, if you will, is diabolic in nature. I fear that we are dealing with something here that is quite beyond uh, our plane. Oh, it's scary. Friends, I do not think we're safe. I think it best that we get back to town very quickly with these people. I would agree. We need to disseminate this information as quick as possible. I am inclined to agree, gentlemen. However, there is a one part of the barn we have not examined. The roof. Okay, right below the roof. The hayloft. And uh, the professor gestures towards what I'm sure after seeing, uh, after noticing uh, these demonic, uh, diabolic symbols all over this 
token as a very ominous <laughs> stairwell to the loft. It's the exorcist stairs. <laughs> but I, I don't, but I don't want to go in the loft. <laughs> uh, should we examine it? Yeah, yes, I think it's for the yes, best. I suppose we should. Before we move uh, on. Fear not, gentlemen. I'm right behind you. All right. So you're heading into the loft. The professor is not leading the way. Who's <laughs> going to be first up the ladder? Certainly not you, Druke. Druke? Druke's taking point? All right, Druke. You head with up. With the sword and... Sh- or I guess he can't climb with the sword and shield, but that's that's where he's going to go. Just tries running up it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, no, no. I saw this on TikTok. Uh... <laughs> You get up there, and the loft is mostly bare. I mean, there's some old hay here and there in a corner, but it doesn't seem like there's a ton being stored up there right now. It just contains a small bedroll and a ton of rat shit, uh, indicating immediately to you that a lot of rats uh, had spent some significant time up there. Also on the floor, are a series of carvings chiseled into the wood in a circle. Uh, Give me an arcana check. 13. I can also take a religion check, uh, occultism. Can I keep my same roll and just take the 16 on religion? Mm -hmm. That's a, a 19 on religion for Eugene. A 19 on religion as well. All right, a couple 19s, a 16. You recognize a summoning circle. And with those 19 religion checks, you're also seeing several sigils that represent Gozra. And again, the professor, maybe your hands start itching, maybe something else, maybe in like your field of view, you see Gozra, you see this, you see that, but as your eyes sort of like shift out of focus, a couple of the runes light up a bit with a fire that no one else can see, maybe just for a second. And you once again recognize demonic runes. And the professor just starts shaking and uh, slowly walks towards the circle. And there's like small tears going down his cheeks. And and he's just murmuring himself, oh dear me. And and he just kind of just softly whispers into the circle. Renfeld, are you there? And he just sits quietly listening into the silence. Professor, to, to whom do you call? Professor, you hear nothing other than Leighton's question. <laughs> oh, someone I knew once. Doc, you straight? Uh, you want a hug? Uh, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> just uh, a moment of cheap romance. For, please excuse. It, and, uh, sure, I mean, I'm right here. Look at these <laughs> arms. Wide open. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, please ex- excuse an old fool. Uh, uh, hey, hey, hey. Don't apologize for your feelings. I'm proud of you. You did something big today, it seems. I have no idea what it is, but I'm proud of you. Uh, the professor uh, <laughs> kind of shakes it off and uh, hooks his thumbs into his uh, west coat and says, Gentlemen, this is quite bad. Much worse than I had suspected originally. It looks like we are dealing with... Some kind of demonic summoning. If only I could, uh, if only we, I should say, could uh, interpret the rest of these symbols. 
Sam, is there any way for us to actually read what the symbols mean aside from recognizing their origins? These sigils are ingredients in a lot of different summoning spells. Nothing here indicates exactly what happened. It would matter what was expended during the summoning. You'd have to know what words were said, etc., etc. Um, give me a perception check, though, uh, for up here. 23. That is a 22, so either or. Yeah, so immediately after supporting your friend and immediately after being supported in a way that perhaps you're not ready for, both of you turn towards the bedroll and are like, oh, we should, uh, we should <laughs> check this out. Um, not in like, not in like the awkward guy way, just in like, a, oh. we had a moment. It was said like a little bit like, like no to right now. And uh, we go to the bedroll. You toss it and you find an oil of mending. Now we kill each other for it. <laughs> As one must. <laughs> a vial of oil of mending appears to have countless translucent threads swirling within. Applying this oil to an item casts a second level mending spell to repair the item. Very cool. You head back downstairs and on your way out, you do spot one thing with those perception checks that I had missed earlier. You spot two bloody tridents in the southernmost stall. Not pitchforks, like tridents? Tridents. That's weird. That's weird. Is that the kind of weapon that a river method would use? Not necessarily. Um, Sirai, uh, we found this box. Sorry, forgot to mention it earlier. We found this box. It was definitely not well hidden under, you know, your cabinet. We found it, and we're bringing it to you for safekeeping. Oh, oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for protecting our possessions. I appreciate it dearly. But for saving me and Rickard and my Ama, who is my daughter. Well, what? <laughs> please, please. I asked him for it, and it still got me. <laughs> it still got me. <laughs> um, please, please keep it. It's yours. Please, and take it with you. Also, um, just to be certain, if you liked the wasps that were in your house, they're not there anymore. And I'm sorry about that, but I don't think anyone else is. Also, your hunting spiders. Hunting spiders definitely gone. We really um, turned your place over. We're sorry about that. Any dangerous bugs that you killed, again, you have my appreciation. And if I hadn't just given you my entire savings, I would offer you some kind of remuneration. But yeah, you when you say that they're your entire savings, though, that makes me feel like we need to we need to give it back. We can't. Yeah, we we can't probably take don't it. need it as bad as you. As no, right. we mean, really I don't. Said, no, okay, no, okay, no. okay. You're right. Just a small right. percentage will do. No, you're right. It's not our entire savings. I was being hyperbolic. Oh, so you could give more then? That is. <laughs> <laughs> we have a pretty diverse portfolio that really is more like cash on hand operating <laughs> expenses. Hey, it's good. Um, Keep I don't want to I don't want to call it petty cash, but just understand that the Hoftons have a finger in just about everything that's going on and making money here in Aberton. Heard you say the mad muck? Yep, 10%. So that is nothing. Well, you're criminal. Nothing, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You've just I'm implicated criminal. yourself in racketeering. This is not <laughs> I'm not criminal. It's just, uh, you know, 
that couldn't assist investors. I thought the problem was they couldn't get any investment. Mm. What are you well, hiding, Miller? Oh, no, this is years ago. This is years ago. The is going to get you on Rico, you know? <laughs> you, you go over the place. You don't find anything else. The Hoftons are ready to leave. But are they ready to talk? They want to get the fuck out. What are you hiding? <laughs> Where's the girl? Swear to me. <laughs> Everyone is peeking right now. Everyone is peeking. Look away. Look away from your mic when you want to do a big. You want to like our Batman pants? <laughs> <laughs> we all wear a mask. I don't know. Some clown calls himself the Joker. The only clowns in town are part of our circus. Uh, I feel bad for Sam. What do you do? We give them a. Should we, we should probably give this family some free passes to the circus. You right? merely adopted the dog. <laughs> I was born in it. Can we talk about it? It's been memed a lot on Twitter, but I do think it is very funny that in, uh, I think, it, uh, Dark Knight, Harvey Dent laid up in the hospital and the Joker approaches him wearing nurse's garb. And it's only after he removes his mask that Harvey Dent starts like freaking out. And goes, you know, full eye makeup. You can see the smile paint like from eyes. He's got wanged out hair. Purple green hair. Yeah. And and I just want to say that like I did not clock that on my first couple Can't of years. Can't unsee it now. His, his line should have been, what did you do to my other clown nurse? Yeah. <laughs> Well, think about it this way. At the time, we weren't very good at recognizing people in masks. Now we're yeah. really good at it. Maybe he just thought he was at one of those, like, Patch Adams hospitals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his nerf was just doing a goof to make his last days a little okay. Talk about a shitty movie, Patch Adams, man. I could go out for days about that thing. And we're not gonna. What do you guys do next? <laughs> Talk about we give this Adams. family free passes to our circus. <laughs> <laughs> Expired passes. <laughs> a couple of keychains. Layton takes down more of the professor's fan gifts for the accounting. And... Five dollars in fun money to the circus. <laughs> we like to call it funny. <laughs> and then I think we go back to town to track down those weird brothers made of worms. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Track down. Go head back to town. Track down those weird brothers made of worms. Yeah, and I think, are, is the family going to come back to town with us, do we think? Or are they going to hang out over here? What are they going to do? They're certainly not going to hang out at this barn that they don't own and were imprisoned in. No, I mean, are they coming to town with us or are they going back to their uh, spot? Understood. Good question. They're going back to their spot and they have to go through town. Oh, but they have to go through town. Okay, cool. Y'all head back into town with the Hoftons. You're coming in on the main road that goes back through town. And it looks like there's some kind of gathering of people in the street. And they're watching three colorfully dressed people shouting and playing tambourines and pipes. And you hear a familiar, somewhat booming voice say, Prepare yourselves and your souls, people of Eberton. For a cavalcade of celestial marvels. For sights so spectacular and so marvelous that you shall speak of them forever after with awestruck tears in your eyes. Prepare for the show to surpass any you have ever seen. 
yesterday or in the days before, prepare for the dawning of Mistress Dusklight's celestial menagerie. The speaker is a tall, broad-shouldered woman carrying a whip and accompanied by a magnificent lion. Now, Eugene, you know this lion, and you know this woman. Hell yeah, I do. And you do not like the way she treats animals. No, I do And you don't like how this lion helps her abuse those animals. I most certainly do not. Next to them, a shirtless man covered in strange tattoos walks, periodically breathing gouts of fire across metal batons he carries in his hands. And to her right is a brilliantly bedecked clown who leaps, rolls, flips, and cavorts in constant feats of acrobatics. And the three of them catch sight of you. And that is where we're going to leave it for this week. Oh, what? So y'all are going to head back into town. End of episode. Anticipation is killing me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Alright. So y'all are heading back into town. I'm going to take that again. Okay. Yeah, get, the, get it right this time, Sam. I don't think the audience knows what's happening. <laughs>